Boogie, we gonna need Honey spread it like a fan Perfect like some Gucci sand Open the sky, get a handful Toss them marked up like a van, dude How you not fucking with cash? God give you what you can handle Give you what you can handle I got the group like a hand what is going on guys thank you for joining me again you are listening to another episode of the ba fitcast i'm your host brandon anglin and today i've got a special treat for you in the studio aka my den we've got special guest joe montesclaros in here we're going to be talking to him about a couple different things regarding fitness bodybuilding and probably get into some more other fun stuff too but anyway welcome to the ba fitness show Joe, how you doing? Good, sir. Good, sir. Thank you so much for having me here. Yeah, yeah. Happy to have you. Uh, Joe, for those of you who don't know, is a personal trainer at Self-Made Training Facility OC with me here in Orange County. We've both been training at our location. Wow, it's been, what, over uh, almost over a year now, huh? Yeah, pretty much over a year. Yeah. yeah, both of us started at the location when we very first opened. We were some of the OGs. Yep. Um, I, dang, I don't, I don't even think there's that many left of us. I think there's probably less than, <laughs> less than six, huh? Yeah, yeah, select few. Yeah, so we've passed our year mark there. I, I, I love the location. I think it's great. I think uh, it's going well. I like training there. Um, what about you? Oh, I love it. You know, great, great vibes, uh, great equipment, you know, and it's a great location too. So they, they definitely provide everything that you need to be successful both as a personal trainer and as a bodybuilder. Right on, right on. So, you you already t- you already started on it. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do, Joe? What what is Joe Montesclaros all about? Uh, well, I'm the owner of uh, Zen Fitness, and what's your what's your uh, Insta tag? Oh, uh, my ins- my Instagram name is uh, at Zen Master Joe. Okay, okay, then, good. Uh, yeah. What what I do is uh, I try to help people. You know ultimately transform their bodies but we go about it a different way uh i go about it as a very mental aspect so what i try to do is i try to transform their mindset and allow them to believe first that they're able to change their bodies and through that through their own self-belief uh you know they're able to retake that power of how they look and how their lives are got you got you so for my listeners who don't know you personally already, like I do, and some of our others, tell us a little about a little bit about yourself. Tell us about your fitness journey, kind of where you started, um, what drives you, you know, the different the different fun stuff. Oh, right on. Uh, well, I first got into fitness. Um, actually, yeah, I actually first got into the gym after I broke up with my uh, girlfriend at the time. Yeah, yeah, you know? typical. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome to the club. You okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Typical, like you know, heartbroken. We've uh, all been there. Kid, yeah, and like you know, I just had like built up frustration, so I just, you know, it was either uh, self destruct or you know, uh, rebuild myself too. You know what I'm saying? And not not only that, I through seeing the changes that I that working hard in the gym gave me, uh, I realized that there was a deeper meaning behind what I did and the reason why I do it. And my whole life, it's always been HOV everybody in your uh, family has had diabetes cancer heart disease all that stuff and they told me I was gonna have the same thing too you know they're pretty much telling me from childbirth hey you're predestined uh, to die from this mm-hmm. and, you know that's something that I always doubted as a kid but never really found a way to 
disprove it. Mm-hmm. You know, so now I found it. You know, now I found a way to stay healthy and regain control of my life and regain control of my health, mm-hmm. and not really depend on a doctor or you know certain drugs to maintain that. Yeah, exactly. I definitely know what you mean. What so what as far as fitness goes? Mm-hmm. What's been your biggest struggle? And I know that's kind of a hard question because a lot of people like to talk about what got them going or yeah. what the what the exciting parts have been. But I think it's it's really cool, especially for people like me and you who kind of had similar journeys, yeah. which you can touch on if you choose to. Um, what what's been something that was really hard for you? Something that others can learn from as far as your journey's been so far? Honestly, um, the hardest thing was uh letting letting go of the things that don't serve your purpose you know what i'm saying yeah so when i was in hawaii uh attending uh i was surrounded by you know the beautiful beaches the beautiful people and you know of course the 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 house parties and all of that Mm -hmm. that setting isn't really uh, uh the best setting if i were to pursue a a bodybuilding competition you know because there's a lot of social aspects you have to sacrifice Mm -hmm. there's a lot of uh time you have to invest outside of what other people consider you know being fun or you know uh yeah like i'd rather i'd love to go to the beach and like you know just hang out with people but you know, you got to do your cardio or you got to go work out or you got to cook your meals. Mm -hmm. It's all a matter of what you want, ultimately. What's important to you. Yeah. And what choosing that, it's a matter of choosing that over what you want at that moment. Ooh, okay. That makes a lot of, (coughs) that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. That's why I always try to instill a mindset in my clients. I say, okay, you're training with me you're now on this path towards change now you're changing inside this gym now you have to bring that outside the gym to a decision decision basis for true change for true change Not exactly momental change exactly for Ooh, permanent change that's very smart i like yeah. that that's why um i take a lot of pride in how i look now because of where i came from you know um i was in the gym and I was making great gains but I was still undisciplined in my eating habits I was mm-hmm. still going out I was still partying I was still drinking and eating so I got up to 220 pounds <laughs> by the end of my first year of college got you and how so, tall are you just for listeners oh, um, to... <laughs> I'm like 5'8 five, 5'9 five, yeah. okay so we're looking at a 5'8 220 pounds you said yeah 5'8 220 pound Joe couldn't even imagine that and looking at you now <laughs> thank you thank you're like a shredded string bean <laughs> thank you so much but anyway keep going keep going but yeah um during that time it was during that time it was a lot of uh i want to say solitude i don't want to say loneliness because it sounds very negative sometimes being alone is can be good definitely, definitely. I, I you know i'm i'm gonna speak for myself right now for a yeah. quick minute but yeah yeah for sure. I, I all, when I was starting my fitness journey, being alone was a really important part of it. Yes. And so um, I, I get where you're coming from. It's not a sense of loneliness. It's just yes. being alone. Yes. And that can be okay. Definitely. 
So it's like not being alone. It's more like solitude because it's like you enjoy your own company. Finding peace within yourself. Definitely. And I feel like that's something very important to have, you know, um, especially before forming relationships with other people. You know what I'm saying? Because Got you. Like, uh, a lot of times we jump into relationships or, you know, uh, business opportunities and yes. all of these other things based not based on who we are but based on like you know the external pressure or mm -hmm. based on who we think we should be or who the other person expects us to be exactly exactly okay. so i think it's very important to have you know a strong sense of i don't want to say strong sense but a a, a, a strong foundation of sense of who you are so that no matter what situations you may be in you can always look within yourself to find that peace that you um that you have always been craving for you know, yeah absolutely looks for. yeah so okay so that was joe step one let's talk about where you are now um what's on what's on your forecast coming up i know uh, i'll let you tell the audience here but you've got something big coming up right yeah um right now i'm five weeks out from the ocb um natural hollywood star bodybuilding just over a month out okay yeah five weeks um how you feel i'm feeling great yeah do you feel tired a little bit uh that's understandable yeah yeah so i've actually had a a few a few refeed days recently uh based on how i look and where i'm at right now mm -hmm. and uh the process of prepping for a show is really a, a unique a unique journey for every person every individual yeah you know because you know uh, i see it a lot you know uh, some of these great coaches they they have a lot of great looking athletes but the as far as the diet the training is concerned it's very uh co copy cutter cookie cutter, cookie cutter yeah. yeah there you go there i see you a go. lot of that too yeah and it's like um it's really difficult to find a single formula that, that, that works for such unique individuals, mm -hmm. you know? So I think it's very important that if somebody were to consider doing a prep to start taking uh, inventory of themselves. Absolutely. So for me on this prep, uh, how many, what, uh, how many shows have you done? I've done three shows. Okay. Three so this will be your fourth. This will be my fourth. Yes. Right on, right on. Yeah. So, uh, I actually plan on doubling that this year, so I, I plan on doing three shows this year. Three, three in the one year. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. impressive. Yeah, I'm just you know, I'm I I I, I'm in the best shape of my life now, so I I really want to, uh, see how far I can take it, because. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I. If I can go a, a little bit deeper into this fitness thing, I honestly think that. <coughs> it's important to also stay disciplined in terms of maintaining balance yeah. um, in your lifestyle. I kind of became, uh, I kind of became obsessed with the whole bodybuilding thing. Oh and yeah. Especially being a natural competitor. I had it in my mind that I had to work twice as hard in order to keep up with the people that were, you know, on, uh, chemical enhancements. Yeah. Those, those, so, uh, trendy new age drugs. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there's all sorts of stuff going around nowadays, and it's ultimately not for the health of the person. It's for, you know, like you, like we were meant talking about earlier, uh, um, momentary 
results, you know, that don't last. Yes. So the whole bodybuilding lifestyle, which I try to project, project as like, you know, the golden era, you know, 70s uh, mm-hmm. era of bodybuilding, the whole idea was, what the whole idea was to, um, was for longevity, was to keep that muscle, to keep that strength, to, you know, uh, take that what you learn in the gym and then put it outside. But what had happened was I just became obsessed with the lifting aspect. Mm-hmm. I completely ignored the 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 recovery aspect, and it kind of uh, caused me to overtrain. Yeah, um, absolutely. So you know, and which I is so much easier to do than you imagine, especially exactly. with someone like me and you who's so focused, or yeah. you know, it's what you might be living for right now. Yeah, exactly. Like if you take if you take pleasure in something, it's very, very possible to overdo it. And, uh, you know, it took, yeah, it took a while for me to realize that, but, you know, I'd much rather push too hard and be forced to take a break than show up at the contest and regret not working hard enough. Exactly. I get that. I definitely get that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, five weeks out now and, Based on how I was training and my training now and how I look, I'm I'm very confident that I'm gonna uh, qualify myself as a natural pro bodybuilder at this next show. That's awesome. What? So speaking of your training, uh-huh. uh, I don't I don't expect you to give us an exact idea of what you're doing, <laughs> but yeah. let's talk about the style of training you're doing a little bit. Um, and what I mean by that is I know a lot of different bodybuilders. Um, there's, there's kind of two schools of thought uh-huh. in, in a very, very broad sense. There's the, uh-huh. uh, there's the time under tension, slow, progressive movements, yeah. uh, lots of reps. And then you've got like the branch Warren styles where you're just slinging weights around as heavy as you can. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> g- give me an idea of what your training split looks like. I'm just curious. I know we used to be oh. training partners, but yeah. ever since you've been prepping for this, I, I can't keep up, man. Oh, yeah. well, um. It's it's very funny how you mentioned the two two schools of thought when it comes to uh, bodybuilding because uh, it's very true. You know there are some people that prefer uh, the slower movements, slower controlled movements, and there's other people that prefer um, the heavier, more intense, uh, hardcore, quote unquote movements. Um, I believe that the best way is, uh, you know the the middle way, you know, so a balance between the two. And uh, there would be appropriate times where I would uh, not do as much volume as I usually do. I That's how I usually train. Mm-hmm. Um, very high repetitions, very high uh, sets. You know, on leg days, I do 10 sets of 20. Yeah, I was just going to say, for those of you who don't know <laughs> what Joe means, high volume... <laughs> he, he's talking some really high volume it yeah it's ridiculous usually usually people consider high volume about like 10 to 12 15 reps maybe but uh, i'm a firm believer in mm-hmm. uh, the 20 rep rule uh for growth at least for growth <laughs> um when you're natural and you're um prepping for a show it's only uh it only makes sense that your strength is going to go down so in order to maintain that density Therefore, you have to uh, lower the repetitions just a little bit and keep the weights heavy. Makes sense. So yeah, um, it's really based, like I said, based on the individual. And uh, 
how that individual is built, you know, how much muscle mass they have, etc. Um, but as far as my training, uh, yeah, it's very, I, I consider it very balanced. So not only do I incorporate uh, weight training, I incorporate, you know, uh, yoga, I incorporate Tai Chi, I incorporate meditation. They're all part of my training. So it's not only a physical aspect, it's very much a mental and spiritual aspect that I do believe is lacking in today's bodybuilding uh, bodybuilding stage. Mm -hmm. You know, you see all these great physiques, you see all these pretty faces, but there's no substance behind it, you know? It's a lot of Instagram. Exactly. You know, it's like, look at my abs, look at my smile, look at my, you know, butt, whatever it is. But what does it mean? What does it say? What's it for? Exactly. Like, when... I pose on stage when I when people see my physique I want people to know that it means something I want them to feel something mm -hmm. and I feel like that's something that I have that will separate me from other people whether they're natural or not this is your art form this isn't just fun for you oh yeah yeah this is definitely it has become an art for me it's an expression yeah. definitely yeah that's awesome thank you let's Let's talk about nutrition for a second. I know um, there's a million different ways to go about nutrition. Yeah. Um, how are you kind of, how are you, are you closing out your prep any differently than you started it? Um, what are, what's some of the little tidbits about what your nutrition looks like? Well, um, when it comes to prepping for a contest, uh, details matter a lot um, coming up to a show. Mm -hmm. So as you get closer to a show, you have to start paying more and more attention to detail of your diet in terms of sodium, carb intake, and then when I'm a week away, that's when I start my water manipulation. <clears throat> Excuse me. So um, right now I'm five weeks out, so I start my carb depletion. Uh, I started my carb depletion three weeks ago, and then I got my body fat down uh, about 3% which is right now I'm floating around six to seven. It's pretty lean. Yeah. So um, all while maintaining uh, my muscle mass, I actually gained uh, two pounds in muscle mass. Yeah, I was going to say, I've been, I've been watching you, and you look like you're getting bigger. Not, <laughs> you know, I see you getting bigger while you're getting smaller. Thank you, thank you. No, that means a lot. It, that's what bodybuilding is all about, you know, creating that illusion uh, that you're bigger than you actually are, mm -hmm. you know. I may be 5'9 and weigh 160, but a lot of people don't think I weigh, one, I, I weigh 160. Yeah, you, you present know? much larger. Yeah, so it's all about, you know, uh, detail, not only in your diet, but also in your training. So in my uh, diet, one week out, I start my water manipulation, which is for the past three, four months, I've been uh, drinking at least two gallons of water a day, mm -hmm. uh, which increases my body's ability to process its own stored water which is majority of what fat is made out of got you so essentially by overloading your body with water you're uh able to piss out your fat for lack of a better term yeah okay, yeah, okay. so that's one of that's one of the ways that you know i have my clients you know get a jump start on their fat loss journey to pick up the water exactly um on top of that if uh people are looking to uh maintain their muscle mass uh, throughout their prep, I highly recommend sodium loading. Uh, 
that increases your body's ability to uh, deliver the water needed to the muscles. So in a way, your water loading and your sodium loading work together in order for you to maintain that fullness in the muscle. I see. Okay. Yeah. So I do that in conjunction with the carb depletion. So I eat five meals a day and for the first week I eat three of those meals will have carbs. The second week two of those meals will have carbs. The third week one of those mm, meals will have so carbs. So on and so forth. And so on and so forth. Yeah. Until I get no carbs and then I feel and like I'm sitting, dying. <laughs> then you're sitting like me in that keto life, huh? Yeah, exactly. So I actually don't maintain that keto uh style diet for a very long time i do them for about uh one to two week uh intervals so it's almost like a a really really long form carb cycle exactly you know like i said this is a this is a long-term uh lifestyle for me you know if i'm going to be recognized as a professional at what i do then i want to make sure that my lifestyle portrays that you know Mm -hmm. i don't want to be like you know there's uh Joe, Joe the Zen master, Joe the this is, is first he first of all he a bodybuilder. <laughs> yeah, you know I want to establish that, and then second of all I also want to establish bodybuilding and all all about size. Mm-hmm. Bodybuilding is not all about size. You know there are numerous uh, Mr. Olympias, uh, both natural and unnatural, that have weighed under two hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. You know, and even now uh, the former. Mr. Olympia for Classic Physique, Danny Hester, was yes. like 176 or something and like that. And he had a great physique. A great physique, yeah. yeah. You know, best in the world. Mm-hmm. So, um, I believe it's very much a mindset. I believe okay. it's very much a mindset and how far one is willing to take it. And uh, if I'm not going to be the best at, you know, the best bodybuilder naturally, then you know what, I'm going to train the best yeah. you know, bodybuilder. One way or another, you're going to be there, another, right? Exactly, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So let's <laughs> let's switch gears for one second, and yeah. I wanna I wanna speak to a very specific subset of audience right now, mm-hmm. and this this is all gonna be to it's the person out there listening who has been busting their ass in the gym. They've been making good gains. They've been uh, they've been kind of learning on their own. They've yeah. been in most people's eyes, probably taking it to the next level already. And now they've decided I want to get into a possible competition or I want to, I want to see what it's like to prep for a show. Yeah. And I know personally, I've been doing fitness for a very long time and I am very familiar with how to gain weight, lose weight, do all the fun stuff. Yeah. But I'll tell you one thing I sure as fuck don't know how to prep for a show. Yeah. So, Obviously, someone like that that isn't going to know either. So I want to kind of give them an idea of what that looks like, what to expect, what not to expect. I want to touch. I want to kind of touch on a couple different things. So the first thing I want to talk about is, let's say we're talking to someone who it's their first time. They're getting ready to prep. Uh, How long? How long should you? uh, No, actually, I have a better question. Uh If you're going into a show, what do you think a good body percentage to be at to start? And what I mean by that is, uh, I'm sorry, I kind of phrased that kind of yeah, weird, oh, but yeah, yeah. what kind yeah, of body yeah. fat percentage do you need to be at in order to be feasible to get into yeah. a show? And I, I've heard a couple different things. I know some people say you can start as high as 15, but I'm uh-huh. more of a believer where you want to be in the 12, 10 to 12 range. Yeah. Uh, um, what do you think about that? Is there is there any backing to that? Um, honestly, 
it, it, it depends on what you want. You Okay, so if you want to do a show just to do a show, I'll say it right now, at my first show, I was borderline embarrassed. Mm-hmm. I went into that show at 18% body fat. Okay. Weighing 190 pounds. I lost 30 pounds of the 220 uh, within, uh, I believe, three months. Three months. So about 12 weeks. Yeah. So I thought I could do it. And uh, I saw the kids at that show. It was a teen show. Mm-hmm. So I, I was blown away. I was blown away. I, I have never seen an 18-year-old eating donuts, looking at his abs. I was like, I was mind blown by that. Yeah. You know, it was so, almost like a wake-up call. Exactly. So that kind of fueled the, the, the hunger in me. But I had to go through that. I but, had to go through that. And now I could be incorrect here, but I think when you did that show, your reasoning wasn't necessarily to be the most shredded. It was... It was to do it. Yeah. It was just to do it. Exactly. Just to do it. So that's what I want to say to people. If they want to do a show just to do it, go for it. Do a prep. Have fun you with You know, it. have fun with it. Yeah. Like, live the life. Live the life of a bodybuilder and see if it's for you. And then after seeing the results that were meant, that were supposed to be on stage and how much I could have, you know, pushed myself or how much more I could have done, oh, I, I grew I got hungrier. You know, I, I took, I think, two years off, and then I did another show, uh, that same show except the adult version. I did the Stingray Classic in Hawaii, uh, and I went from that 190 all the way down to 145. And then I ended up taking third at that one. So, it, like, it um, really gave me a path to really express myself and uh, uh, direct my energies towards something I believed was worthwhile, which is, you know, me, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think that's a very important investment in anybody. So I really encourage anybody that's curious about doing the show, uh, first of all, to look into it, you know, follow some bodybuilders, uh, follow some physique competitors uh, and see their lifestyle. And then see if you like, you know, you're attracted to it, you know. Uh, it's I, definitely not for everybody. It's definitely not. It's definitely, definitely not. Like, especially me, I had uh, a choice to make in Hawaii. I had a choice to make uh, whether to keep going to school or to keep bodybuilding, you know. So uh, at the time, I was working two jobs. I was going to school full time and I was uh, still prepping for that show, mm-hmm. you know. The one that I got third at. And, uh, you know, you, you st- also, it's very important, you also need to make sure that you have, like, the support uh, to do a show, you know. Uh, I don't think I would have been able to compete if I hadn't had, like, you know, the support of my family and uh, the support of, you know, certain people in the gym, especially you, too. You know, when I was Thanks, pushing man. through. Yeah. You know, like, you, you went to my show, you were there from beginning to end of my prep, you know, through thick and thin, and, like, you saw me suffer. Hey, you that's know? what bros are for. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's like, if I didn't have that support like that, there's no way I would have lasted. No way. Yeah. You know? Because there's a lot. When you go through a prep, and you start doing things for yourself, the people in your life, who themselves are selfish, will start to take notice. And mm-hmm. they'll start getting mad. Because you're doing something for yourself you see and that's when you start to be able to distinguish 
who's, who's there who? for you and who's there for themselves. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, so you, you know, it starts to not... When you're prepping for a show, you're not only learning about, you know, your body and changing it. You're learning about your life. Your, your life, life is, your, it changes. Exactly. It really breaks in. It, I feel like it kind of boils your everything down yeah. into very minimalist thinking. Exactly. It's exactly. this or it's that. Exactly. And that's how it is in, like, during a prep. You know, you have a... It's very regimented because there's a certain number of certain number of proteins that you have to eat, certain number of, you know, reps you have to do. You know, it's all a checklist. And if it doesn't go according to plan, then you're going to end up looking different than how you want it to look. Now, how does that affect you mentally? Say, I know you've got your checklist for everything. Yeah. But I know for me, there's days where I say, today I've got six sets of ten squats to do and then the rest of my leg workout. And when I get to the gym, I just know it's it's not going to fucking happen. It's not happening. Today's yeah. not the day. Yeah. When you're in prep, that's a different story. How does yeah. that affect you mentally? It actually it actually gets you deeper, you know. It, um, it, it's kind of like uh, trying, wanting to study, but when you start studying, you start getting distracted, and then you end up doing something else. Mm-hmm. It's all a matter of focus. You know? discipline yeah discipline so it's not like, motivation yeah it's not motivation you know a lot of people say it's motivation they're all like oh how are you so motivated to go to the gym how do you so-? honestly i always answer I, them what do you mean i'm at the gym i didn't even realize i'm just i'm just not <laughs> supposed to be here at five yeah it's like a business meeting yeah no exactly and like it's uh in the gym i believe is the one places one of the few places you're given a choice you know what i'm saying Mm-hmm. outside you're, you're you're usually told what to do you're usually told this told that but in the gym you have the you have a choice whether or not to uh do or don't do and i think you know? and i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna dig a little i'm gonna go a little woo woo on you yeah yeah but i think like you said you have the choice not only do you have the choice but i think you learn that you have the choice to do more. You have the choice oh, yeah. to dig deeper than yep. you really think. Yep. Yep. There's a lot of times where you don't think you have the choice of doing something or AKA lifting the weight. Yeah. But if you're really there and you're really mentally in it and yeah. and I'm I'm talking a realistic weight, not a, yeah. something ridiculous yeah. like a car. Yeah. But there is a much deeper mindset when it comes to lifting weights. Oh yeah, definitely. It's, you have to go to an unexplainable place mentally. Not mentally, but also emotionally. Prime um, example, I would like to remind you of that one time we were doing squats and uh-huh. I was doing sets of 10 uh-huh. at 225. Yeah. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, I'm, I'm probably 230 in this scenario. Joe's dead deep into his prep at like 160 something i'm sure yeah i'm like yeah 160 high 150s and i not to give myself too much credit but i'm a good squatter i've got some strong legs fantastic i've got real good endurance but this not the point of the story (laughs) joe (laughs) says you're doing sets of 10 that's fine but I'm not leaving until my last set is 20. And I said, okay, cool. Do you want to take some, do you want to, you know, strip a plate? And 
I could not believe you said no. This is the weight we're doing. This is the weight I'm gonna do. I'm doing twenty though for my. And we're talking about a six set of squats. You know, you're yeah. By that time, almost 60, 60 reps in. Yeah. And so I'm I'm sitting here thinking this this, this bitch thinks he's gonna squat two plates twenty times on his six rep. Whatever, dude. I'll be right behind you to catch it when you're done. And uh, so. You got six, you got 10, you got 12. Yeah. I, I mean, do you guys get where I'm going with this? He got all 20. It took, <laughs> I mean, he he grumbled the whole way through, but yeah. Joe Montesclaros at 165 pounds in the deep, darkest of his prep and low carbs <laughs> still pulled out 20 reps of squats with two plates after doing a whole leg day. And you know what? If that isn't a testament of strong mind and body connection i don't know what it is no thank you yeah it's that was uh that was a memorable day yeah it was a good but, day yeah that was a that was a new standard for me actually <laughs> get out of here we're not even gonna talk anymore about that. <laughs> all right so let, let's keep going and on um our our imaginary prep student here um so this guy's getting into his prep let's talk about the easy parts what what are some of the uh, what are the, some of the things he can look forward to, or some of the easier parts, or the the fun parts of prep about prep? If you can give me your top three fun things about being in a prep, what would they be? Uh, definitely would be the new new training, because when I started, there's a difference, you know, when you're in the off season, quote unquote off season. And you're just training just to maintain or just to grow or like, you know, just for fun. Mm -hmm. But when you're prepping for a show, you know, you're training for a purpose. And then when you're training for a purpose, you know, it drives you to, you know, uh, do an extra two or three It's almost like it's it's that exciting new piece of gym equipment you get to finally use. Yeah, exactly. Or like that that new shaker bottle or that that fresh new set of kicks you want to wear. Yeah, so it's like a, it's a new feeling. Yeah, okay. and you have to ride that, you know, and take it take it uh, as far as you can. What else? Um, on top of that, definitely the results. You get results hella fast. Mm-hmm. You know, within the third week of my prep, like, you know, your ab, my abs started popping back out. I can't guarantee that for everybody, but, you know, depending on where you are, you'll see results very, very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and third is definitely uh, the people, you know. The other competitors, you know, the people that support you at the show. Yeah, yeah. It's, That's something I didn't even think about until now. Yeah, you know, it's like, I didn't, I was so thankful. I was surrounded by, like, you and my clients and my sponsors, uh, SoCal Hemp, um, and my parents and my family. It's, it was an amazing feeling. I don't know, I don't know if it's just for me, but it's because I, I it probably has something to do with the fact that at my, uh, uh, second show uh where i placed third Mm -hmm. nobody was there wow it was dead silent when i was posing you heard a few gaps when i hit my vacuum and all that but you know it's like as far as far as that was concerned i i rode i rode the bus home with my trophy and a pizza you know (laughs) but being over here and doing a show back at home and seeing like all the support and all the love and you know it just makes me hungrier and yeah it, it it uh, it it it's better than any trophy, you know what I'm saying. That makes sense. So I I may have not have won that show that I just did, but just having you there, having you know my clients and you know my family and my friends there, 
it was made it all worthwhile made it all the suffering worthwhile so know? cool yeah so top three things about doing a show would be uh uh the new the new euphoric feeling of doing a prep uh the results that you get and you know the people, the people. and relationships that you make yep. now let's go the the opposite direction what are what are three downsides of prep? <laughs> and I, I want to know, I want to know the three downsides that everyone doesn't already know. I don't want yeah. you to tell me, oh, you don't get to eat as much food, or oh, yeah. you can't go out on Fridays. Tell yeah. me, tell me something that you learned during yeah. prep. Um, it's very, very important to not have a quote-unquote slave mentality. Mm-hmm. You don't want to say. I have to do this. I have to eat this meal. I have to do this cardio. You want to say, I want to do it. You okay. know, because one of the most negative things about prep is that you kind of get, you kind of get trapped in your own head. A lot of know? negative self-thought. Yeah, exactly. Uh, with the with the restriction of your diet, with the uh, with the regimentation of your lifestyle. And with the uh, lowering of the carbs, your only natural tendency is to deteriorate. Yeah. It, under any normal circumstances, but it's like I said, it's all mental. You can either go through it or you can grow through it. And a lot of times, a lot of people suffer through prep. And you know, I'm not saying I I don't suffer through prep. I mm-hmm. do. I do ha- have times of discomfort. I do have times of uh, resistance to what I want to do or what I want. Uh, and it's all a matter of mentality. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, that would be the second thing, your me- your, your mental state. Okay. You know. Uh, the third downside... I'm sorry, what was the first? Uh, so, I, I think you tied two in together. <laughs> I'm, but, my bad, my bad. No, it's okay, it's okay. Um, we were just talking about the real negative yeah, the mental real, thought yeah, and yeah. then... Um, just all that stuff. Yeah. What's what's um what's like a negative social thing that you've noticed? And not not necessarily that you can't go out on like a Friday night and party, but yeah. how does how does being in prep affect your oh. social life when it comes to friends, family and all of the above? The moment <clears throat> the moment you're labeled a bodybuilder or a fitness person, you know. Because then all of a sudden you're bombarded with all these questions. You're bombarded with all of this judgment. Do you get of. all? Do you get all the people that are like, oh, you're drinking soda? Exactly. Exactly. And like, yes. you know, it's like Carol. You've got a thirty-two ounce of regular Coke in front of you, and I'm drinking, <laughs> and I'm drinking my one Coke Zero of the week. You know, exactly. let, let's not compare exactly. apples to pickles here, lady. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and it's that uh, you know, just uh, taking like you're going through all this suffering and you know people notice it and then the moment you start you know loosening up people uh judge you for it Ooh, joe's having a bite of cake exactly exactly you know so uh that's another thing uh don't don't take anything personally that's uh that's very important you know because Mm -hmm. ultimately you're doing this for, for for yourself and i feel like a lot of people you can you can tell them about a show and you can explain how important it is yeah. and they'll just never understand. Oh yeah, definitely. Because they don't understand how, well, what what's one slice of cake? Well, yeah. one slice of cake's no big deal but in the grand scheme of things when everything's, you know, 
dialed in correctly yeah. and you know you're anticipating maybe a refeed later and it's not the day for that yeah those are those are big things that exactly. kind of you know you want to keep in line and keep in track for your own sanity but yeah. other people don't see as sane yeah I, and you know i see it all the time you know uh fellow competitors they go to work and there's potlucks and stuff like that and mm-hmm. they can't partake because you know they're they're prepping for a show or... well that's how i feel even just dieting uh even with my regular uh, nine to five job oh, we yeah. have potlucks all the time yeah and i used to be real when i was a lot more strict i was I just wouldn't participate. I wouldn't help. I wouldn't show up. I wouldn't, you know, uh, I wouldn't contribute because it was so hard for me to stay away from the foods and, you know, be disciplined. And I I think I've gotten better at it since then. You know, I'll, I'll donate to the potlucks and I'll, I'll peruse by and see if there's (laughs) any like lunch meats or anything I want to eat. And, you know, I'll most of the time grab a cookie or two, but I'm also not on prep. So yeah, yeah, it's different. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, um, yeah, when you're on prep mode, it's like you, you kind of have blinders on almost mm-hmm. because you have a specific goal on a specific date. It's kind of like, it's kind of like get, getting married alone. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's exactly like you said, though. It's about uh, being content with your long-term goal rather than how you feel in the moment. Exactly. It yeah. all comes back to that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right on, man. Well, what about, is there, is there any other just like last minute tips or things you would want to, you, you would want to give to that, uh, first time competitor, anything just top of your head? Uh, if it's your first time competing, hit me up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so that, that's actually a good, that's a good thing I want to touch on real quick. Yeah. Um, if you don't know what you're doing, should you just like wing it or should you ask for help? Honestly, Asking for help is the best thing that, that's ever happened to me. Uh, but you'll in today's saturated market, it's very, very important to also uh, use your critical thinking. Find appropriate help. Exactly. Find exactly. credible help. Find credible help, exactly. Yeah, so, I, I see a lot of clients that are being rehabbed from coaches. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how that is, right? Yeah. And it's an it's almost an embarrassment to our 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 profession almost as trainers, you know. It makes me like, feel bad. Exactly, it's like oh, I'm so I I, I want to apologize to them on behalf of that trainer. You yeah. Know? <laughs> so I think I think that's why, and I know you're the same way as I am, but I we are all about sustainable health journeys, not exactly not summer bodies. Yeah, like I I like to uh, promote you know the shreddedness, the abs. And all of that. Of course, that's fun. Yeah, because that's what the people want. But what I do is I actually, I kind of trick them into into <laughs> realizing that you know it's a mindset, mm-hmm. it's it's a lifestyle, and unless you master the mindset, it's only going to be temporary if you get it or not. You know. Boom. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, if you're a first time competitor, definitely ask for help, but also uh, establish a training and nutrition style that you enjoy so if you enjoy the keto diet then you stick to that if you enjoy high volume then you stick to that stick to something and don't don't be changing your program make it realistic exactly and and do it long term a lot of times i see people like you know do a program for like 
two to six weeks and then see minimal results and then they switch it up mm-hmm. to another program because their bodies yeah. were just kicking in exactly exactly so that's when the change is just kicking in so you just got to stick to a program and and don't change it mm-hmm. push yourself as much as you can uh within that program uh, until you've mastered it you know <clears throat> so that's another thing uh stick to the plan and uh, hit me up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's yeah. let's remind our our listeners again. What's your Instagram? Uh, my Instagram is Zen Master Joe. That's Master with two S's, by the way. <laughs> master with two Master. There you go. <laughs> um, I I know you're you're working on the website a while back. Are you getting that up and running yet? Yeah, it's gonna be up pretty soon. Good, know? good. Yeah. You know, uh, it's, it's gonna just, make it a lot easier for people to come and get you. I know you've got some programs coming out. Oh yeah, definitely. I got my. Uh, eight week shred program out uh coming out soon and it's gonna have a three four and five day split for you guys that have time restrictions also which is huge yeah and uh also i uh, i'm also coming out with a uh bulking program too awesome yeah uh so yeah be on the be on the lookout for that it's probably gonna come out after my contest though because i'm oh, so yeah. focused on on I mean, and five, five weeks is not that long anyway. That's right around the corner, man. Yeah. It's coming. So. Yeah, and it's just in time for summer, too, you know. Exactly. June, so it's going to be June, eight-week shred. You're going to be ready by, you know, end of July. So. Boom, there it is. There you go. Yep. So we're at the Zen Master with two S's. You guys can check <laughs> that stuff out. Um, his page also has some pretty cool stuff. You can kind of see along what he does. Similar to mine, he works with a lot of different clients here in Orange County. Um, what else do you want to plug in? Oh, let's let's talk about SoCal Hemp Co. Let's give them a quick little plug. I, I like those guys over there. Oh, yeah. Shout out to uh, SoCal Hemp Co. They just actually had a grueling leg day on Friday <laughs> with me. And they texted me this morning. They're all like, Joe, we can barely walk. <laughs> I told them, don't worry. Apply the, the, apply the, the, roll-on, uh, the roll-on CBD and take some take some uh, tincture CBD and you'll be fine. Yeah, you know? that's the good stuff. So. For those of you at home, SoCal Hemp Co. is an amazing CBD company that Joe has partnered with. Um, I've actually met them and worked with them as well. Uh, they're awesome. They actually provide my needs for pet tincture, which is CBD oil that I drip into my dog's food. It helps them with a lot of different things, uh, mostly anxiety, some trachea throat issues with my young, my littler dog. But nice. so SoCal Hemco is amazing. They're great people over there. I highly recommend giving them a follow on Instagram. You can check them out. You can also find all their products on Amazon as well, yep. uh, searching SoCal Hemco. Also, if you uh, go on their website and put in my uh, discount code. Oh, that's right. Yeah, my discount code is FITBYZEN. You'll get 15% off plus free shipping. So that's a good deal right there, guys. Well, Joe, I think it's been a pretty great podcast. I've taken almost an hour of your time so far. Um, Joe's actually got somewhere to be. He's got some dinner plans tonight. So by the time you guys listen to this, it's going to be the uh, probably Monday. I think I'm going to be able to drop it on Monday. We'll see. Um, That's my goal, at least. We're recording this on Sunday evening. But, Joe, thank you so much for coming in, dude. I really appreciate it. the Thank you. type of Thank knowledge you, you can give to our people and especially just the way your mindset is uh, I really appreciate it and I know a lot of my listeners and followers do as well oh thank you so much man it really I really do appreciate you saying that because <clears throat> I'm not gonna lie I'm a weirdo you that's know, okay so. <laughs> weirdos come to weirdos yeah but thank you so much for you know talking with me and you know allowing me to open up to you 
uh, about this prep. You know, I, I feel like I got a lot, of, a lot off my chest, and I feel good, like, man. Yeah, and I really do hope that my experience helps uh, a lot of people and your, your listeners out there. Yeah, right on. So thank you so much. So I wanted to thank all you guys for listening today. Uh, like I said before, this is the BA Fitcast. My name is Brandon Anglin. I'm the owner of BA Fitness in Orange County. Uh, if you're interested, I have on my website, that's trainbafitness.com, a six-week arm program that is guaranteed to make you having some big-ass arms. Check it out. Um, I ran it. A lot of my clients ran it. It's a great program. I've also got a four-week jumpstart to fitness. If you are just trying to get into the fitness world, you don't really know what you're doing, you don't have a plan, you've been in the gym before, but you're just not sure where to start, this is it for you. It's four weeks. It's planned down to a T. It's ready. It's, it's all good to go for summer. So with that being said, guys, thank you so much for joining me and listening today. I hope you all stay happy, stay healthy, and I'll see you next time. I don't get weak in the knees. Honey spread it like a fan. Perfect like some Gucci sand. Open the sky, get a hand. Toss some marked up like a van, do. How you not fucking with cash? God give you what you can handle. Give you what you can handle. I got the group like a hand.